Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 322 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Lacey Schroeder. Thanks, Lacey. Thank you, Thank Lacey. you. Today, we will be discussing part one of chapter eight of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, The Wedding. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to bow your way through the details. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. What's the wedding march sound like? I can't remember. Um, Isn't it like dun, dun, dun. Re, re, recap. (laughs) Re, re, recap. I don't remember what I walked down the aisle to, though. I don't think it was that. I need you dressed like I know Moira what I Rose. Down the aisle too. What? <laughs> Moira <laughs> Rose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, wait, 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 wait. It was a Hogwarts song. Mm-hmm. Was it the one where Cedric comes back with the cup? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no. Epic joke, or like even after, like when you're coming back down after you said your vow. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you're up. Kate. Recap. Recap. <laughs> I have to repeat what Meg said last time because it was just really struck my funny bone. Harry and Scrimmy had a scrimmy. Mm. <laughs> Lots mm-hmm. of anger. There's distrust. Between minister, the minister and Harry, and after he leaves, Harry then tries to properly open the snitch that was given to him. Um, it doesn't open until the close. And there's a book that Ron has actually read that neither of the other two have. Mike strikes again. Beatles, Teetles. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. It's a wedding day. Harry. Ooh. Harry is Barney. And the boys were all meant to be ushers, even though they're kind of not all really doing their job. But Xenophilius and Luna are as bright as the sun, and Luna immediately knows Barney is, in fact, Harry. We might... We, I was going to say we meet Muriel. <laughs> <laughs> we marry Muriel, Muriel. We meet Muriel, and she's awful to Barney, Ron, and Hermione. And then we get married. Or rather, Bill and Fleur do. Mm. an epic couple for all times Mm -hmm. make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us then they will too subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram and tiktok at swish flick cast if you'd like to support us on patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast Supporting our podcast keeps us going and gives you access to all of our exclusive extras. As always, we are accepting Potter stories or just any fun stuff, questions, or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. 
Well, since I don't have notes, I'm just going to move you over here. And I see Discord over here. Why is Barney in there? Oh, because of Harry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he said it, I was like, she'll figure it out. <laughs> you guys, uh, for future listeners, we are one day into the release of House of Flame and Shadow. And none of us are okay. Yeah. The wedding. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is. Please read Sarah J. Mass's works. Thank you. Yep. yep. Okay. There yep. are many a colors in this uh, section of mine. Three o'clock on the following afternoon. Everybody's ready to go. There's a white marquee. I won't ding every color, but there's a ton. <laughs> <laughs> we get uh, some polyjuice potion, which has a big, huge running theme throughout the rest of this book. Um, of course, they also steal the stash of it. But Harry gets to be a redheaded muggle boy from a local village, Ottery St. Catchpole, which is in real-time life Devon, England, which I thought was interesting. And they're counting on... Uh, Muriel, I think, says they breed like gnomes. Mm. The Weasleys do. Yep, she so does say that. Nobody really cares. They're like, what up, Barney? It's good to see you. <laughs> and... I feel this on a deep level because like Marty's families and mother and father are huge. And do I know everyone's names? No. <laughs> do you know your face? Maybe. It's good to yeah. see you. <laughs> it's good to see you. How are you? Yes. <laughs> it also doesn't help that I'm terrible with names. All right. Anyways, um, we have waiters in white robes. We have a golden jacketed band, a live band, which I think is very classy. Um, and Harry could see a blue haze of pipe smoke issuing from underneath a tree. These are some wizards under that tree. Gandalf, perhaps. We don't know. There's also golden chairs, a long purple carpet, white and gold flowers, a bunch of golden balloons. So, like, there's just colors and colors and colors and colors. But it seems to be very um, elegant. Like, everything it said, it just sim simple elegance, which I think describes floor very well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think I always, I think that they did a, a pretty good job in the movie too of like mm -hmm. making it look her dress is described. super cool yeah i vividly remember going to the midnight premiere of the final harry potter movie and there was a girl who made flora's dress and she wore it and it was so beautiful oh my gosh Ugh. i love it um so there's like it's all just very um lazy summer day feel like there's butterflies and bees hovering around it's warm but harry's like not really enjoying this because he is um uncomfortable in his dress robes because he and this other kid are not the same size which if i were him that would probably make me absolutely so frustrated because if i'm uncomfortable in my clothes my whole day is ruined literally me too <laughs> yeah you know what you mean? I, such, like, why? Like, oh, couldn't they have used magic to make I clothes a little bigger? I don't know. 
maybe Come no on. one i i i mean i'm sure he does not know that kind of like householdy type spell but, but you know who Weasley probably does <laughs> i know yeah. i assume that she would probably be like stretching and expanding and like making smaller for all these i'm not buying totally. clothes for all your hand-me-downs that's yep. all i wore growing up I was the youngest of all my girl cousins and there was all girls and one boy. So I got everybody's clothes. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure she has some kind of spell to like let out the dress robes. You know what I mean? But maybe Harry didn't want to bother to ask or maybe just didn't even think about it, which the secondary seems to be probably what happened. My sensory issues would not allow me to not ask for help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It literally would ruin my night. Do you want a weep womp moment? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's not. It's bad. And I'm so sorry. Fred says when I get mm. married, <laughs> I won't be bothering with any of this nonsense. You can all wear oh. what you like and I'll put a full body bind curse on mom till it's all over. Well, Frederick. Did no. the author write that knowing? Yeah. Yeah. To sting us the second round? Sure. Of course. Why not? Mm-mm. Terrible. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. But you know what? I think that um, I, I hope that Fred like remembered that or not Fred. Whoops. George remembered that moment. He married um, Angelina. Angelina. Yeah. yeah. I hope when they got married, he said, y'all can wear whatever you like. I hope you remembered that. Um, Molly's a little bit emotional about Percy, but I think that she's probably trying to put on like a tough exterior for everyone, like a brave face. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A little bit weepy about him. Um, But they're all like, who cares? But they do care. That anger is a secondary emotion for all of them. There's also exotic flowers, bewitched birds, that are on the witch's hat. So it's very like royal wedding style in my brain. I think but it's like, why are, very are we British <laughs> wedding style, to be honest. Like, it's super common. To Everybody do, wears the big old hat. Like the hats and stuff like that. Yeah. But why are we bewitching birds? Those are probably real birds that are now stuck on your hat. And I really hope that that's not the case. Maybe they're transfigured from something inanimate. I'd hope so, or they're going to poop on their head. Don't lie to me. Valid. That's why Walt Disney had animatronic birds in the tiki-tiki-tiki-tiki-tiki room, because he said he didn't want them to poop in the food. Otherwise, they were going to have real birds. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome for the Disney knowledge. (laughs) I can't imagine that show being with real birds. Yeah. The twins spot some Vila cousins who they will um, be nice to later. Mm-hmm. And they need to help them understand the English customs. Allow me, <laughs> or per- permittes me to assist a <laughs> I'm sure that, like, they did not pronounce that correctly or anything either. Like, Well, I didn't, so <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it sounded just like you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we get the arrival of some friends. Tonks and Lupin are there, and she turned blonde for the occasion. And I note that um, blonde seems blonde and like pink are like her happy colors. 
of her hair, not the like the mousy brown where when she's really upset. And she's like, sorry about last night, because remember, they had to peace out because of um, Scrudge Mary United. Mm hmm. Because the ministry is very anti-werewolf at the moment. But, like, when have they ever been, like, pro-werewolf? So, yeah, not so Kingsley it just must be takes the a lot worse. Right. And Lupin is, like, gives a smile, and then it's immediately gone. And Harry notes this in the back of his head. His face falls into, quote, lines of misery. And Harry thinks to himself, like, he doesn't understand what's going on. And he has no time to dwell on this matter. But what we know for the future is like, this is his regret being with her. And it's not just being with her. It's the anti-werewolf thing. And the fact that he's essentially like doomed her. Yeah. He, to this life. Yeah. He's basically the same life that like he's a, leading a big red X on her back mm-hmm. is what he is regretting. Yeah. She she's pregnant, yeah. She is at this um, moment. I don't it? know when they announced that. Uh I summer to I think she is. Sh- when is Shell Cottage? That's when the baby's born. Um hmm I don't know. When is Shell Cottage? Shell Cottage is after Christmas, so springtime. So I guess. So maybe in the fall. Not yet. yet. I don't think. Because the baby would have a May birthday. Oh, yeah. A May birthday. So. So not yet. So this is literally just about not the fact that they got almost married. Though. And almost though. Yeah. Yeah. They got yeah. married and he's now like overthinking it. Oh, maybe April birthday. Yeah, it can't be May because May, the beginning of May is. Maybe she doesn't know yet. He was born sometime in April, I think. Yeah. Because he's wee whittles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's probably. Maybe she's glowing with child. <laughs> I don't know how to math. I only had two kids. It's fine. Nine months. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) For some people. Not everybody's the nine. Okay. Hagrid gets there. And he's like, let me just sit in this regular chair. And not the special chair for him. And he smashes about five of them on his way down. Oops. <laughs> and now they look like golden matchsticks. And I think that's thrown in for a laugh. And, you know, of course, he's always apologizing to anybody who will listen to him. And I feel, um, I don't know. I, he apologizes so much, but it's, but these people are so forgiving. It's just like, hey, whatever. We got magic. Right. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, it's okay. We love you the way you are, Haggard. I mean, it is for them a super easy fix. So, absolutely. Muggle people would probably be mad. Probs. Probs. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. We're back at the entrance to all this. They're ushering people in, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he finds Ron 
and the most eccentric eccentric looking wizard, slightly cross-eyed with shoulder length white hair, texture of candy floss. So it reminds me of like um Dr. What's his name from Back to the Future. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um he wore a cap whose tassel dangled in front of his nose, which I forgot about that. That just seems absolutely hilarious to me. I don't know why. His nose and wrote Wait, in front of his nose, sorry. And robes of an eye-watering shade of egg yolk yellow. <laughs> and here we go, kids. An odd symbol, rather like a triangular eye, glistened from a golden chain around his neck. Here we go. Put the deathly hollows. Xenophilius love good, he said. And so they live right over the hill. That'll come in nice later. And he's like, I think you know... Luna, my Luna. And Ron's like, yeah, is she with you? She sure is. Liquor numblies. <laughs> I like that in the chat, Mike said, it's probably nothing important about this. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. I drew it in my book. Nice. Cute. Um, so he says, yes, she is checking out the Jernumbly Gardenzi infestation. He calls it a glorious infesta- infestation. And Ron tells mm. him uh, that their <laughs> gnomes know quite a lot of swear words, but that's probably because Fred and George taught them to them. And. Luna comes up to them and greets Harry as Harry and not Barney. And I just thought that this was a cool moment and like a testament to how important her friends were to her. And like, it also just shows us how much she cares about and like knows Harry. Like she knew that it was him based off of like his facial expressions and how he holds himself like that Mm -hmm. is just the mark of like a good friend, you know? And I also kind of think that maybe it's a little bit of foreshadowing to like seeing the paintings in her room at their house. Just like Mm -hmm. another instance of like how important they are to her. Yeah. Um, I wrote in she's exceptional. She really is. I, Mm -hmm. I think that in my like original takes on like before we started this podcast, like I didn't dislike Luna, but I didn't love luna like some people well do, you yeah know? you well we were meant to feel that way true yeah that's true but like now like doing this whole like breakdown and i mean like obviously our minds have been changed about a lot of things while we've been rereading these but luna yeah, you love snape now yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know i just I feel like she kind of slipped through the cracks for me in the beginning. And like now looking back, I can like appreciate her a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy. He's very happy right now. So we're talkative. So she is also wearing yellow and has accessorized her hair with a large sunflower. And I thought it would be interesting to look into what the color yellow is associated with. And like probably happiness. What does sunflower mean? Did you look that up? I did. So yellow (laughs) is a color associated with the sun, obviously. Um, It symbolizes optimism, energy, Mm. joy, Mm. happiness, and friendship. And it might also stand for intellect. 
Oh, that's very describing. Right. And I thought that it was interesting, like her and Xenophilius are wearing this. He is an incredibly important character later on uh, that they earn a lot of that. They get a lot of intellect from. Right. So I thought that, that was kind of cool. Um, and then I just wanted to, like, quote that I got that description from the SAE Institute. Cool. That's what Google told me. Um, and then sunflowers mean adoration, loyalty, and longevity. And like basically Aww. yellow and sunflowers are just like really great to have at a wedding. Like those things sound so nice to like have yep. s- be symbolized at a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Um, I also just put this in here as like a little... Hmm, I wonder, though, it probably doesn't mean anything, but, like, I wonder who Xenophilius' acquaintance was that he was talking to. It, like, says that he wasn't paying attention to to, um, Harry and Luna's conversation. He was talking with an acquaintance, and I was just like, hmm. Maybe I just, like, wonder who it is. Quibbler fanatic. A quibbler fanatic. Yeah, maybe. So after Luna greets Harry, she then tells her dad that a gnome bit her and Xenophilius tells her that the saliva is enormously beneficial. And I put the little quote because it just makes me giggle. Luna, my love, if you sing, if you should feel any burgeoning talent today, is that how you say that word? Your guess is good. Burgeoning. Okay, I'm going to start the quote over. Luna, my love, if you should feel any burgeoning talent today, perhaps an unexpected urge to sing opera or to declaim in Mermish, do not repress it. You may have been gifted by the (laughs) Jernumblies. And, like, I just love that it it it. basically says that, like, Ron just gave the biggest eye roll. (laughs) I hope she speaks Mermish later. I know, right? Right. Um, and he also Ron like mum- mutters something under his breath and Luna had heard him and just says her dad has done lots of research on Jernumbly magic and I wish I knew what to believe from the love goods and like what not to believe from them because mm. are the gnomes magical extra magical I don't know probably not to be mm. honest but but what what do they do you know besides like live in gardens and swear <laughs> Because they ain't weeding gardens, I'll tell you that. They surely are not weeding. Yeah. But, you know, then I think about, like, Frozen and the trolls. Like, would you expect that they would do all of those cool things? I got a problem with that, those trolls. You do? Yeah. What? She just keeps Kristoff and Sven. (laughs) And we don't try to find your parents. (laughs) <laughs> and they just like kind of force gonna almost you. force them into and a wedding and he's like cool i'm a child i'll stay here <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh my God. i mean it's a valid question it really is it is, it is. they better explain that to me in frozen three <laughs> right i'm excited it's actually all about kristoff and sven it could be i'd be fine with that. i would watch it um, and then they got to get married. I just want Frozen 3 to be about Elsa finding the love of her life and then it's a woman. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I just feel like Elsa's a lesbian. It just fits to me. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. I love her outfit. Elsa? 
mm-hmm. like the white one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. It makes me happy, especially when paired with the super pretty water horse, the water knock. Mm-hmm. I love the water mm-hmm. knock. Teddy is very into this podcast. <laughs> Teddy is like my microphone away. He is. He's happy to be here. Um, so Luna tells Harry that wearing sun colors was her dad's idea because that's just what you should wear to a wedding. And I kind of agree because like I said before, like the, the meaning of the colors and stuff matches really well. Um, so then as Luna leaves, we see Ron bringing Auntie Muriel. Oh, boy. (laughs) Muriel, Muriel. (laughs) She is a queen, a wonder. Let oh me tell you, God. she is what every old person should be. Just <laughs> bitten mean. <laughs> so, so mean. Brisa's crotchety legend. She is a crotchety legend. I aspire <laughs> to be Auntie Muriel someday. I'm just going to just, oops, excuse me. My cane was there and you fell. Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh okay so i did put one little i wanted to pull out this little bit of a controversial line here that is probably a little bit of the Uh-oh. times no what a is a little it? bit of the author and honestly probably uh, just a little bit of like this woman is an old lady that has outdated views and you know that's that's how that's how some that's old how she people should be written be. what's the line uh just you know just calling out the fact that she thought that ron was ginevra because of his hair length i just think it's a little bit of an outdated thing to say it's dumb who cares about the length of anybody's hair it's not a big deal people can do well molly does molly cares i know but and again i kind of feel like Maybe I should have said this then, too. I don't think that I did. But, like, I I Mm. think that that also is a little bit of some of the views coming into play here, possibly, from the author. So I just wanted to put it out there. Could Um, be. I do enjoy the way Jim Dale says, Ginevra. I know. And I also wanted to point out that I believe that this is when I realized for the first time that her name was Ginevra and not Ginevra. (laughs) Well, we are American. <laughs> I know. I just because I don't know what it was, but like this moment in time of reading well, these how... books was the first oh. time I noticed the spelling and I was like, "Wait. Yeah. Wait, what?" <laughs> Is that a typo? Yeah. I take back what I just said because the spelling, yeah. We should not have thought that the E and the R were together because they're yeah, not. They're like literally not. G I N E V R A. So I take back what I just said. I we actually, just don't know how to read. I actually like Ginevra better than Ginevra. I think it sounds prettier. Ginevra, Minerva. That's what I thought. Yeah. He looks like an omelet. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ron introduces Muriel to Barney, and sh- this is when she says that the Weasleys breed like gnomes. <laughs> She's a gem. She I'm is. telling you. She, she is, is a, a gem. gem. Um, she honestly reminds me quite a bit of my grandma. My gram. Just, yeah. Yeah. Little, That's fine. Uh, a little problematic. And yeah. A, yeah. A little funny and... Cringy, you know. yeah, cringy. No filter, no, no filter. filter. Spitfire, no. Nope. Oh yeah. 
Uh, so this is uh, this is also when she is like, I wanted to meet Harry Potter. Where is he? Like, is he not here? Ron, you <laughs> must have just been so boasting. Me. He's so mean. <laughs> you don't really have any, have any friends, do you, Ron? <laughs> God. It's probably because your hair is so long. Probably. <laughs> Um, she also says that she was instructing the bride how to wear her tiara. It's goblin made and been oh in the family God. for centuries. So Goodness. I had a question for you guys. Oh, sure. And anybody in Discord right now, too. Did like anybody when they were reading this for the first time have one of those like tingly senses that they thought that that tiara was going to be important in this book? <laughs> because no. I did. No. no? I don't know why I was like, it's just kind of like a random thing to like have this little bit of information about that's like so specific. And well, that tiara is not. I know. But another one is. That tiara is garbage, in my opinion. So maybe, yeah, and maybe then, like, that how was the foreshadow. They wound up at Shell Cottage. Again. Yeah. The the connections um, for Harry are definitely wonderful. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but now I'm surprised that I didn't, you know. I, Are we though, Catherine? Me and no, you, we don't pick yeah. stuff up. You're right. I usually, I <laughs> usually don't either. <laughs> I don't know what it was about that one, but I just like I remember having this like tingly sense feeling, and then like Spidey being sense. annoyed that it was. Just nothing. say you're better than us. Am I better than everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get Peter Tingles? I got Peter Tingles. Yeah, Spidey senses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I put a quote from this is Ron talking about Muriel to uh, Barney, a.k.a. Harry. She used to come for Christmas every year. Then, thank God, she took offense because Fred and George set off a dung bomb under her chair at dinner. Dad always says she'll have written them out of her will like they care. They're going to end up richer than anyone in the family right there going. (laughs) And then mid like thought here, he like kind of gets taken aback by Hermione's beauty and he compliments her and I think it's super cute it is cute is it cute or is it the book well I'm just kidding (laughs) I know but Hermione then tells him well I'm glad that you think so because I just ran into Muriel and she told me that I had bad posture and skinny ankles (laughs) what the heck do her ankles look like at 107 okay here we go 107 by the way I want to know who said what, because Muriel says, oh, dear, is this the Muggleborn? Who said she was Muggleborn and why? Correct. I know. I actually I wondered the same thing. I forgot to put that in my notes. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's saying this? I don't know. Oh, Vinny guessed that it was Arthur, but him saying it like excitedly okay. because he loves the whole muggle world. And then her being like, mm. I could see that. Mm. Oh, Blake also says maybe Ron did first year and then he learned. Yeah, but were they around her a lot? They were how often do we see Christmas. her? Oh, like no, Muriel? no, no, no. Muriel. Yeah, well, I guess I don't know. Yeah. How long ago did Fred and George set off dung bombs? And I mean, I guess, well, Ron didn't. Go Ron home. didn't go home for Christmas. <laughs> he was like, I'm at Hogwarts now. I don't need any major holidays with you guys. Kick yeah, rocks. That's true. Send my presents. <laughs> Jess said, too, maybe there were just some questions about, like, who are her parents, etc. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I do. I think it's definitely it felt casual. Icky. It, 
casual that, racism there just at play because for, which but, Mia said I want to give you I want to give you your points Mia points said don't get casual racism back at it again <laughs> dust for said if she reads Rita Skeeter points. she could have read that article oh yeah maybe oh, oh that's it that's it there we go we figured it out no. we just had to talk it out Rita Skeeter another gem <laughs> another gem Oh boy. Could be, could be. Can you imagine Rita and Muriel in the same room? It would be just absolutely horrific. Hilarious. Oh. Everyone knows a rebel Harry. <sighs> Do they? Young boy of twelve. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> okay. So Hermione's got insulted by Muriel and Ron's like, Yeah, don't take it personally. She's rude to everyone. Which then brings the <laughs> the twins in and they're like oh who are you talking about muriel because like everyone just knows that she's rude to everybody um so she's really making the rounds with insults because she tells george that his ears are lopsided (laughs) ma'am that boy has a hole in the side of his head (laughs) she is a mess She what did he say? Mess. Like, what did he just go? No, I, in fact, I'm holy, and Katie, just walk away. Like, Katie, that's my gram. Yeah, Katie had a lip ring in high school, <laughs> and <laughs> let me tell what you, what did she say? How many <laughs> times my gram would look at her and give her like a look of absolute disgust? Yeah, and go, ugh, you still have that nail in your lip. Nail. 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 (laughs) Mind you, it was like a hoop. Okay. Anyway. When did you take that out? um, College sometime. Sometime in college, I think. You said one anymore? I don't really remember why. I don't really remember either. You were just like, I'm over it? I like genuinely don't remember why you stopped putting it in. I went through a lot more dealing with it in high school than I did in college. And college is when I decided to be like, nah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Was it job or something? Did could you not have it in at like on campus? Marks, <laughs> marks. <laughs> I don't think marks cared. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't so remember. I don't- Hey, this is Megan from Swish and Flick. I wanted to tell you all about Book of the Month. I love the curated list of books that is available every month. It makes it so easy to find something for you. Book of the Month focuses on new and upcoming authors. It's really helped me to venture beyond my regular genres. I am so excited at the start of every month to see what Book of the Month has picked. And what's better than getting a cute blue box in the mail with a book in it? I was so excited to see this month The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren was a pick. You guys know how much I love their writing. I've already started it, and it's everything you could expect from a Christina Lauren novel. Book of the Month is offering a great intro offer for the month of May. You get your first book for $5 with the code PETALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, and shipping is always free. Head on over to bookofthemonth.com and use code Petals. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
That's where I first literally. met you guys. At really? Marks? At Marks? At Marks. I have no memory of that. What? Were we working? One of, one of you was. Oh, God. Were we in our smocks? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure we <laughs> When people would ask me, do you work here? No, I wear this for fun. <laughs> yes, I work here. And I believe your name was Percy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> mm, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is so long ago. Oh, oh, guys, like, okay. You went by Percy for years. <sighs> anyway, whew, have you ever told Chris Rankin that? <laughs> no, I never want to. No, I'm going to. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> but like, was it after Percy Weasley? I don't really I don't know. know. Like, I really don't know. It was, like, like, seriously, one of her friends just, like, started, just started calling her that. Right? Yeah. I think one time my hair got, because I had my hair short for a while, right? Like, I mean, most of my life. But at the time, like, it was kind of new when this person was my best friend. And I think it got a little. this was, like, grade school. Yes. It got a little long, so I think I could do a ponytail. And she made a joke about Bill. But then somehow my name ended up being Percy. I don't know how, though. <laughs> this was like fifth So it grade. is genuinely after Percy Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, this information has to get to him. <laughs> Does it? Yes. Does it? <laughs> oh, my God. Dear Christopher. Oh. Anyway. Harry Potter. Yep. So George and, oh, no, Fred brings up that he wishes Uncle Billius was there because he was a laugh at weddings. And this, <laughs> this he describes is what happened before he was loopy because he's the one that saw the grim, got a little weird in the end. Uh, but he says before he went loopy, he was the life and soul of the party. He used to down an entire bottle of fire whiskey, then run out on the dance floor, hoist up his robes and start pulling bunches of flowers out of his... Yes, he sounds like a real charmer, said Hermione. <laughs> Holy... Molly. Never married for some reason, said Ron. You amaze me, said Hermione. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing that, though? It, it would definitely be a laugh, as Talk about Fred and George said. How yeah. young were they when they saw this man pulling flowers out his rear? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Too young, I'm sure. <sighs> What's the spell for that? <laughs> What's the incantation? <laughs> Anus floweris. No, 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 no. <laughs> God. Bootio There's floro. so many other <laughs> words. Recto floro, Mia. Uh, flora <laughs> animus. <laughs> You should not have asked. <laughs> you should not have asked, Tiffany. <laughs> Learn from <sighs> your mistakes. <sighs> should that be the title of the episode? Flora Enemis. Nobody would know. Nobody would get it. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> no, it should be. If we have an episode title talking about uh, Wormtail pooping in Ron's flowers. Hand, yeah. Did we have that as an episode title? Yes. What is it? Did Wormtail ever poop in Ron's hand? <laughs> Unhinged. <laughs> but did he? <laughs> right? <laughs> we also have do farts float. Yeah, I like. I remember that one. too. That's pretty funny. Oh, gosh. 
<sighs> okay. <laughs> anyway. They're too busy laughing about this story to notice that the Bulgarian Bonbon himself has just showed hey. up. And he's Shout telling Hermione that she looks wonderful. 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 <laughs> Hermione shrieks, Victor! Drops her little beaded bag, which makes a very loud thump. Not appropriate to its size as it hits the ground. She has packed. She is ready to go. Good thing, because they're coming. Very shortly. So mm. Hermione's clearly flustered and happy Dang, to see Victor. I forgot that happens in this chapter. <laughs> right? I know. Are you serious? Yeah. This is how <laughs> Harry makes his connections. You fool. Oh my god. I'm listen, what did I tell you? I don't know. What did I've you I've been tell me? reading in another world. Literally. Yeah. I picked up Harry yeah. Potter today and I said I don't care what Harry's doing today. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be bothered by this. <laughs> Honestly, like I looked at Marty today and I was like, have I talked to you this week? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and he's like, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I go, I love you. And he goes, yeah, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> have I talked to you? I do. I, uh, <laughs> it's been a week i barely talked to katie it's just you go through ebbs and flows man and when a new book comes out that's like five thousand million pages meg when we're together i feel like <sighs> i know me too it's the best she is because <laughs> kate's never been on a date yeah <laughs> never been on a date um okay where oh are you <laughs> hermione's happy see victor ron is not he's like how come you're here like nice. cool dude he literally doesn't care no so harry shows crumb to no, his seat read what you said oh i said smooth ronnie ronnie we ronnie? called him ronnie yeah <laughs> oh i am a hundred percent in for this nickname because it is super jersey shore ron ron <laughs> yes go pop off discord oh my god look at him look at him don't ask it's jersey shore is this belt unbelted don't worry about it kate okay don't worry about about ronnie don't worry about ronnie (laughs) move on sorry (laughs) ron stab (laughs) Tiffany, are you okay? I love that show so much. I've never seen it. I'll watch it with you. I've never seen it either. Deplorable. Oh boy. Sure, it'd be a good time. Oh, it's great. Um. Okay. So Harry shows Crumb to his seat to spare Ron from doing it. And then when it's time to sit down, Ron says to Harry, did you see he's grown a stupid little beard? (laughs) All right, let's have a Wizarding World wedding. So Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are first to come up the aisle. And Mrs. Weasley is in brand new robes. They're amethyst. And yes, I did look up that color. I've got two sort of different explanations of it. So from the International Gem Society. Ooh, sounds official. The gem's purple colors represent purity of spirit. Its purplish and reddish hues represent the chastening 
and purifying effects of suffering. Some believe the colors alluded to the wounds and suffering of Christ. Thus, amethysts were used to aid the healing of wounds. What I liked about that is, like, Bill literally has, like, very physical wounds. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, like, it doesn't even matter. I don't know. Yep. Um, and then also, like, they all are suffering right now. But they're going to be happy about it, you know? Temporarily. Yeah. From a blog called Borsham's. I, I believe it. A gemstone commonly associated with royalty, thanks to its purple coloring. Amethysts have been used to symbolize deep love, happiness, humility, sincerity, and wealth for centuries. And that feels very, like, positive feels for wedding, you know? I love mm-hmm. the coloring of amethyst. It's pretty. I have some earrings and a necklace. Ooh. They were the first, re- like, real stone Marty ever bought for me. Nice. Yeah. Purple Solid. was meant to be important in your life. It was. Because I'm royal. <laughs> Just like Swish. <laughs> Swish is royal. Uh, Bill and Charlie are next. They're wearing dress robes with white roses in the buttonholes. I'm having trouble picturing this because I'm picturing like a snowman with the coal buttons. Like how many buttons? Are they just like all the way down? Just one, Kate. It says buttonholes. Or is it just like at the fastening at the top? Like what's going on? Yeah, I couldn't picture it either because I wanted to picture it like a boutonniere. Yeah. But yeah, it, it doesn't sound like that. Doesn't though. sound like that. What does the movie show us? Are there stills of his? Uh, I don't know. They ensemble? probably just put him in a friggin' tux. It's hard to envision. I don't know what she. Katie has to no faith me. in costuming. I don't. No, I do. Costuming <laughs> did great. Um, okay. I'm sure that they depicted it as like a boutonniere, but like it's just weird. It's like that's a very weird description that was used. Large white roses that. in. The- no, I think it's referring to both of them wearing them. It still, I still don't know what buttonholes she's talking about because rope buttonholes go like it does. Yeah. Well, maybe they're. I don't know. That's, that's what's why weirding I'm, me out is the buttonholes. Why it's in, in the, the middle? Like no, maybe they're. They're don't. worn off to the side. I don't understand. Don't. Oh, neither. Don't. Now I don't know. I need, I need to understand. <laughs> Fred wolf whistles, making <laughs> the Vila cousins giggle. And I love this moment because that's stuff that family does, and it just feels 100% normal. Yeah. Um, yes. It's mentioned that the music seems like it's coming from the golden balloons behind them. I thought Aww. that was interesting. Music balloons. Mm-hmm. They also, like explode into pretty things later and then it's monsieur delacour and fleur's turn there's a great collective sigh i think it's Ah. super cool that she picked a quote very simple white dress Mm -hmm. because i feel like that's not like what the perception of fleur would pick yeah Mm -hmm. um and she seems to be emitting a strong silvery glow so we know that as a vila she usually outshines everybody right Mm -hmm. But today, this glow is beautifying everybody that it falls upon. So Ginny and Gabrielle are mentioned in their golden dresses, saying that they looked prettier than usual. And Bill, when Fleur reaches him, it looked like he had never met Fenrir Greyback. Ah! It's like she's extending that to everybody. Right. And then I'm guessing, like, this is pure Vila magic, but, like, does Vila magic work with emotions? 
Like she's very feeling very happy and radiant. So like, does that represent through her magic? Kind of like Tonks can't morph when she's depressed. Maybe, maybe it's just like emitting from her and it's like seeping into the room. Yeah. Um. Okay. I lost my spot. So the officiant's the same wizard who was the speaker at Dumbledore's funeral. And I like the, like the only quote minister that they have in the wizarding world. Maybe. So people have often said that, but do you know what I think it is? Um, I think that he's like a high profile kind of guy. Is he like the Ryan Seacrest of the wizarding world? Kind of. I feel like that would be it. But like, this is a very um, important family to Dumbledore so I feel like maybe mm. that's why maybe maybe he's part of the order maybe at Dumbledore's funeral know. he's handing out business cards for any of your MC needs let's get this coffin in the ground oh my god <laughs> just kidding it doesn't go underground <laughs> Then later, I'm Voldemort okay. shows up. Hey, everybody, I'm here for another unboxing. <laughs> That's always made me laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just going to take this. <laughs> uh, I like the words they use in wizard weddings. They say, <laughs> we're gathered here today to celebrate the union of two faithful souls. And then later they say, like, bonded for life. I just thought that was really cool. Yes, dude. Oh, I, I, I just. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tim. No, I'm just thinking of Voldemort like holding the wand up. To, like, <laughs> Check it out, man. Like, you see it? <laughs> Is it in focus? Is it in focus? Do you know? You know how influencers will put like the item, like makeup, for example, they'll put it in front of the camera and then put their hand. Yeah. On yeah. It. <laughs> Where's Tommy's wand? It's not down here. Oh man, Tommy. It's upstairs. Um, did, oh, did you did you guys see that Vinny sent what there's literally yes. little buttonholes for where a so, boutonniere goes? I've literally never seen yeah. that in my entire life. Yeah. I thank you, Vinny. Knew that existed, but I but that to me is like muggle. So I couldn't understand when I was thinking of like dress robes, I guess I was just thinking of like my Hogwarts robes, which aren't dress robes. No, so dude, it was I've confusing. Never seen that in my life. Well, how, Kate, you don't have any of your jackets have that? Uh, gonna be honest, I just thought it was supposed to be on a button and no one did that. You know, like I thought it was supposed to like <laughs> fold over stupid. So I just didn't know. So they're there. Did you wear I one at know. your wedding though? I wore a boutonniere. Yeah, but I don't where. But I don't know where they put it on you. I don't know. Well, look at the wedding pictures. It was just like uh, like where my pocket would go. Or on the oh, other okay. side or something. That one, Katie. I don't think there was, like, a hole for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you learn Help something new I'm every day. Poor. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> you, missed a, you missed a button, guys. <laughs> <laughs> one of Katie's, like, longest running jackets in our closet is just, like, from Goodwill. And I don't know if that one has one on there. So, I don't know. I don't think know. it does. Hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, I've never seen that my entire life, so thanks for enlightening me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Or I just, like, didn't understand what it was for. Yep. 
Auntie Muriel strikes again. She says in a carrying whisker that her tiara really sets the whole thing off nicely. And also that Ginevra's Jess dress is far too low cut. To which Ginny winks at Harry and he starts thinking about the afternoons they spent on the school grounds alone in lonely parts. Mm. Getting acquainted. <laughs> and he said he thinks to himself they seemed so long ago they had always seemed too good to be true as though he had been stealing shining hours from a normal person's life a person without a lightning shaped scar on his forehead that breaks my heart yeah i just want to say that lines like that not the whole forehead sad stuff but like before <laughs> that about jenny and him <clears throat> i don't care forehead about harry's feelings <laughs> let's talk about the relationship those little teasing lines are what made fan fiction so amazing in this time of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Because I just wanted more, and she never Keep wrote it G. more. She Keep never it wrote G. more. Oh, God. But I wanted it. Yeah, we know. Okay, lightning bolt. Questions. I'm going to ask. You got it. Four. I decided just now. Yeah, we're over time, and I'm supposed to be reading. Me too. And Katie. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. clears throat> me, 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 me. I think that these are from last time, too. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. Mm. Sam Gartley asked, funniest thing to happen at your wedding? Do you have a moment you remember that was funny? Yes. Go for it. Um, walk down the aisle. My dad hands me off to Marty. Marty's crying. We go. And um, if you get married in the Catholic church, you go and you like sit off to the side and you listen to the priest. And I have two funny things, actually. First of all, I almost sat right on my butt on the floor because I almost missed the chair because of my dress. But luckily I, I like caught myself. <laughs> Can you imagine if I would have missed the chair? <laughs> and then we're sitting there. I have no idea. So Marty's cousin is a priest and he married us. He's like in his like early forties. So he's like super young and just funny and great. And we love him. I don't know what he said at my wedding. I have no idea. I was so amped up that I was getting married. <laughs> and I turned and I whispered to Marty. I said, you cried and I didn't. And he goes, that's because you're heartless. <laughs> I'm like sitting up there and Ashley's like, shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the, the maid of honor and best man are up there too, right? Yeah. yeah, so my sister's sitting next to me and Matt, Matt didn't hear anything. But like, and then we went to pray at a, the candle or whatever that our mothers lit. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. <laughs> They're like, you're supposed to be like saying a prayer for like your marriage and stuff. And I, I probably said one, but I just could not <laughs> stop laughing. That's awesome. <laughs> mm. Something funny at our wedding. Something funny. I was when we were under the influence. Cut the cake. 
because oh, Chrissy yeah. made our cake for us, and she like had this like shout out to Chrissy and yeah. her delicious butter beer cake and cupcakes that she made. Yeah, they were nice. amazing. She had something in the middle, like just like keep it all together, and like it's, I mean, it's very common with wedding cakes to right. put like a, a like a wooden rod down the middle of it for transportation, so that it doesn't you know move. wibble wobble. And like <laughs> no one took that out. out, so like they wheel it out, and that stick's still there, and like. I had we had no idea, but no. she's like in the crowd, like oh my god, oh my god, like someone has to do something. So she's like, "I'm just gonna come and take that." And she <laughs> hurried out of the crowd. We're back into the crowd. She um, was like, she was mad that nobody thought to take it out. They're like, she's like, I thought that it was obvious that it was like for transportation. But we thought it was so funny. But she like hates. She still like hates when we bring it up. But it's so funny. <laughs> that is funny. I can't think of anything else funny. I don't know. It was just a good day. It was. Um, let's see. What would you bring from the magical world or a magical wedding to your wedding? This is actually another one from Sam. What would those, I bring from the magical Those world? balloons. <laughs> yes. Um... Aren't the champagne flutes just like floating around? The champagne flutes? Is yeah. that what I said? <laughs> sure. Yeah, they are. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, they are. That's cool. <laughs> Big gulp, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I got a girlfriend. <laughs> I'd want the magic of it transforming from like ceremony to yeah. reception. Yeah, that was very pretty. Um yeah all right desi asks would hermione have been a more influential minister of magic if she married crumb it could have strengthened ties between durmstrang and hogwarts yeah yeah i don't know necessarily if her significant other had much to do with her influence nah <laughs> I just really love her and Ron. Like, I know that that, like, a lot of people don't necessarily like her and Ron, but, like, sorry, I do. Yeah, I like them, too. Um, I don't know. They were cute for a time, but I don't know. Meh. Ron was in it to win it. He sure was. Uh, Let's see. Dusty Fur asks, where do you think Harry and Ginny went for some privacy on the Hogwarts grounds? I mean, okay, so like inside Hogwarts, you know that they went to the Room of Requirement. Come on, that is like, that is like the pinnacle of all fan fiction. No. The Room of Requirement. They never went in there. Yeah, they did. They did not. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. And it did not turn <laughs> into the room that you stop ma'am <laughs> you stop a random hallway Ooh, mia. By, or by a tree <laughs> mia said the quidditch shed yeah that's a faux show oh yeah oh my god the prefix bathroom come on you guys you've been reading too much sjm let's move on the room of <laughs> stop it 
Okay, give me a fan story, Katie. Yes, please. Okay. I was sending a wedding photo. That's like one of my favorites. I know. And we thought it was going to turn out ridiculous. And I, I did not favorites. trust the photographer on that one. I was like, this is going to look stupid. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> okay. This fan story comes from Julie from April of 2021. When I was little, I had severe ear infections. So bad that the doctors told my parents I would need hearing aids. One doctor put me on an antibiotic and left me on it for months. When my mother's took... When my parents... What the heck? When my parents took me in... Meg <laughs> are laughing at me. I don't know where that came from. When my parents took me in... <laughs> <sighs> to get the hearing aids, they found out I could hear and didn't need them at all. Hooray. However, That's I was awesome. already three and my speech was delayed. I had speech yeah. therapy every day and by kindergarten, I had just about caught up. But in first grade, I had a substitute teacher who normally taught fourth grade. She expected us to read full sentences out loud to the class. I was terrible at this because I hadn't learned to read yet. One day she told me I was stupid and would never <gasps> be able to read. Ah! Oh! <laughs> I should not yell. My son's probably in bed. Mm, finish this story. I'm my, angry. My little six-year-old heart was broken, and I stopped six. trying if she didn't believe in me. Why should I? So the struggles to read began. Fast forward to fourth grade. I was pro at pretending to read books at reading time. I would carry one around and switch it out every few weeks, because, but I couldn't read them. One day, I got into my mom's car and yelled, when are you going to teach me to read? The Aww. teachers told my mom they aren't trained to teach kids to read and didn't know what to do. My mom was frustrated, so enrolled me in a learning center. I learned the basics oh. of reading. They gave me tokens that bought me many a Beanie Babies. Aww. So I learned to read, but I still hated it. Why would anyone do it for fun? My mom was expressing her frustration at a potluck, and a gentleman from our farm mentioned that he was a tutor and he could get me to enjoy reading. My mom, was, my mom desperately signed me up. Our first session was to be January 5th. At Christmas, he dropped off a present wrapped with a golden gold red and green ribbon on top it was a book i'd never yeah. heard of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone Aww. i rolled my eyes uh over the next year i went to his house every saturday and we would read harry potter at the time there were only three books sometime in the middle of chamber of secrets it clicked i never wanted to stop reading i soon was skipping ahead before our sessions and just like that i was hooked it would be years before I read anything but Harry Potter, but now I read for fun all the time, and it is all due to Harry Potter. That little wizard helped me find the joy in reading. Julie. Coming from a professional educator, those so-called teachers are absolutely horrendous because, yes, it is, in fact, the job of the teacher to teach students to read. <laughs> we are born. I'm. Okay. There are words that I cannot say on this podcast, but when we are born, our brains are not hardwired to read. We have to change the wiring of our brains by learning phonemic awareness, phonics, which means sounds with letters. All of this comprehension goes into it, vocabulary, fluency. Okay, that's the job of the teacher. That's actually my job is to help rewire people's brains so they are able to read. That is the science of reading. 
And your job as a teacher is not to put something in front of a kid when they are six years old and say, hey, read this in front of the class so you get embarrassed. Oh, nay, nay. That's awful. I just cannot stand this. Yes, that is your job. That's actually why you're there. They are not at the point when they are six where you can say, hey, read this, and then we're going to talk about the comprehension of this. No, that's why we're learning words and phrases and reading chunks and phonics and letter sounds, and then we build our vocabulary into it, and you have to explicitly teach the vocabulary so they get the comprehension piece. Can we just not... As people, I can't stand that. And this goes for any profession. If you're there, like, I don't like it when people, like, like, that's not my job. Well, guess what? Sometimes it is. Is it my job to be a nurse? No. But do I have to put Band-Aids on kids? Yeah. Right. Am I a mental health professional? Certainly not. But do I listen to kids and help them through stuff? Absolutely. Like, there's stuff that go hand in hand with jobs that are maybe not in the description of the job, but we do it. Am I underpaid? Sure. Am I not going to do those things? No, because I have the welfare of children at my hands. I don't like those teachers, and I hope they got fired. And I hope that they got splinters in their thumbs. <laughs> splinters suck. So, yeah, they definitely deserve that. Thank you for your story, Julie, and I'm really sorry that that happened to you. But I'm glad that you love to read and you find joy in it now. I'm, glad, I'm mad. Yeah, I'm glad you found like a good way because like clearly the way they were telling you is not going to make anybody want to learn to read or enjoy it. So I'm really proud of you. Thanks for sharing your story. Katie, we need a joke. Okay. Yeah, I need to like not feel this way right now. I wish I would have picked out a better joke. Okay. <laughs> sorry I popped off like that. No. Don't be sorry. It's amazing. It needed to be I said. I just... The... If you can't work with children, then don't work with children. Yeah. And if like, I just, and don't make kids read like that. Let them volunteer if they want to read out loud. Thank you. Because I spent my entire freaking time sitting at that desk with my heart pounding in my chest, waiting to get called on. Yeah. Round robin like reading stinks. Feeling. If you're not a reader, it's horrible. Like that's why I do repeated reads. Because I read it and then you can read it with me and you know what it sounds like and you know what the fluency is and maybe you can make your connections. But like I've got kids in there that will never read out loud and that's okay. I'm not going to push you up there and embarrass you. I got kids that can't read and still want to go up there and try and they do it and then they smile after I help them get through it and it's whatever. And then I've got kids that are full on readers that will read everything. And it's just like just don't embarrass kids. And that's why I'm bad at math, because I was sent to the board to do math problems up there, and I didn't know how to divide. Yeah. And th the thing with this is, this is the last thing I'm going to say about education, because I'm, I need a break. Um, if you've got a bunch of kids in your class that aren't getting it, it's not the kids. It's you. Yep. Like, look at you. Look at how you're doing it. Figure it out. Try something different. But if you got kids that all fail this, I had one time I taught this whole thing and almost every kid bombed it. And I'm grading him and I'm like, oh my God. And I threw it in the trash. I'm not putting that in my grade book. I got to right. do it again because clearly that was me and not them. So like 
Own your stuff, people. Tip your good egg. <sighs> Thank you. I'm done. I'm done. What are we talking about? <laughs> it's time for a joke. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> where in Diagon Alley can you buy an Android? I oh, don't know, Katie, where? At Flourish and Bots. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like the ad of the robot voice. The delivery was good. Well, if you'd like to follow us on social media, myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family, and Tiffany is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. I do not believe that we got a bingo today, and the points are in the same order as they were last time, but I will refresh. Ravenclaw in first, Gryffindor in second, Hufflepuff in third, Slytherin in fourth. Your turn, (sighs) Tiff. It's my turn. Yeah. You know what? Julie, this this is for Julie. This is for Julie and your joy of reading. Yes. Julie, the joyful reader, this is for you. My heart goes out to you, and I'm so happy that you're finding love in reading now because that's the goal. Lifelong readers, my friends. Heck yeah. Okay. Are we done? Yes. We're done. Great. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Jump in my voice. <laughs> you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. Okay. this name i thought that you froze and i was like did we lose her (laughs) hey bev we're keeping it short and sweet if anybody makes a mistake we don't care yeah (laughs) (laughs) no edits (laughs) no edits (laughs) don't even put the intro in just start it (laughs) save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.